Hey, everybody. I hope everybody's safe out there. I'm chilling like a villain <laughs> at home, still quarantined. And um, But I've been really thankful for quarantine because of the type of guests and the discussions that I've had that have just been very different only because of the mood we all are sharing. Um, it's deeper. It's more introspective. And... It's healing. It's been very healing, which is why I'm so excited about my guest today. You know, sometimes when you meet those people and they're not only like great to talk to, but you feel like there's so many gems that you want to write them down and you want to like share them with other people. And then you find out they go and they get a podcast and you're like, yes, like I feel like my, my, my thought about it, put it into the atmosphere and help, you know, bring it to fruition. So my guest today, I'm excited to have because not only is she a phenomenal woman, but she's also launching her podcast and I'm very proud to help endorse it. So Curly Nikki's in the house right here. Nikki, thank you. psychotherapist. She's also a best-selling NAACP award-nominated author. And I love that you call yourself Love's Messenger. So tell my fam who you are. <laughs> Introduce yourself to my world. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Very excited. Thank you for coming on my show, too, which will be launching. And I'll tell you all about that in a second. I started a natural hair blog in 2008 out of my own self-hate. I didn't like my hair. I did not like the way my hair grew from my own scalp. Like, it just, I felt insecure. And I only felt pretty when my hair was straight when it was completely flat and shiny and long where I could whip it. And so I, I got to a place where I could see that that was a problem. I was majoring in psychology and it was clear that my self-esteem fluctuated with the state of my hair. So I started learning my hair. I started learning about the products, the ingredients that go into making it look good and learned how to style it, started to learn how to love it. And I joined a bunch of websites um, and I got very popular like in these forums for the way I synthesized information. Very passionate, very much just service oriented. I wanted to help other women and I launched my own blog and it took off tremendously. And so my name was made in that natural hair care space. Wait, this is so timely that we're talking about this because obviously you know, black hair has been something I hear about, I've heard about ever since I was a little girl, just like the complications with it, the understandings of it. Like I I remember when just the types of hair was like fully discovered or unearthed, like just a few years ago. And I was like, just now becoming a thing. And then the reason why I'm saying it timely is because as we know, Doja Cat is, is getting buried right now because of comments that she made about her 4C hair, which I, I, I looked and I learned about the curl and everything. What are your thoughts on that? By the way? Doing all that research. Oh, I so, love because I want to learn. And I also want to, I want to understand my sisters and my, and my, my, my friends woes out there. I want to understand like, what are the complications? What is the history of black hair? What is the disrespect that's put out there that we're not aware of? I mean, any of us could be subjected to saying something that's not appropriate, you know? And and I've definitely learned that. So first I want to hear, what did you think when you saw Doja Cat's um, little um, moment that she talked about her hair? Right. So you have to understand, I live under a rock. If I'm not meditating or reading, however, <laughs> I did see that headline but I didn't click through. So I would love for you to catch me up because I was too lazy to scroll through the comments to see why everybody was upset. Okay, cool, cool. And I will say, this is kind of a little gem that you've just shared maybe without even knowing it, but the fact that you live under a rock and you're not so absorbed into what people are throwing out there is 
a really good tip. Girl, it is a our conscious choice. Our boundary. Yes, yes. And and actually, I'm with you on that. I actually, to be real, real on you, I, I've i made it a habit where I only touch my gram, like maybe when I post and then to check to make sure like I didn't spell something stupid or put like, I usually post something and I don't put a link when I told you the yes. in the bio, that mess. And then like once a day, I'll, I'll always try to go and, and just kind of refresh myself so I know what's up. Um, but I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. There's a very different feeling I have when I've seen something that was healing or enriching or helpful to my brain. And this stuff where I was just like, where, what did I just lose in this? this yes. And I have from watching <laughs> a minute of that ratchicity. What did I just, yes. you know what I mean? Exactly. I only follow those types of positive accounts. Um, and then like, you know, some celebrities, I follow yours, you use your platform, like in a very positive way. Um, right. if it feels yucky to me, I unfollow, or I mute, I do a lot of muting, um, uh, you know, like yeah. you can kind of pick and choose what's in your feed, but that, yeah. that and not touching my phone until I've gotten my day started intentionally. Mm, yes. I'm about to reach for big, my phone. That was a big <laughs> step for me, Nikki, in learning that if your phone is your first go-to, like I'm already mad that my phone controls my alarm clock and my time. Like yes. I, I actually, I need to do this. I'm saying it to myself, but um, I need to have a, the, the moment defined when I step into the realm of my phone. Cause right now I step into it without knowing it. I have to hit that snooze button. It's my time. I also check if I, I don't know, lost messages, but it just takes one thumb and all of a sudden you fall. One thumb and it's like has a mind of its own. And now Instagram is open and now Twitter is open and no, it's just no. for and the rest of the day. With news that you didn't. So these days I've been really taking time to be meditative and to be mindful of just waking up. How does that feel? Thanking God for opening my, my eyes and just, mm -hmm. okay. Who saw? What am I excited yes. for today? What, what What's going to be happening? So we'll get into that more, but let me yes. just talk on the Doja Cat thing because um, obviously your perspective is, is what would um, be very helpful to understand. So I'm paraphrasing y'all. Okay. So guys, I watched the video once. I think I was also cooking a ramen noodle while I was watching it. So don't get mad at me. Oh, ramen. <laughs> but this is what I heard. I heard her basically sitting there and kind of talking about how difficult it was to have 4C hair and how, how she's over it. It was mainly like the whole, it was just like a long video, like going on about it. But it was like, ugh, I'm over it. Yo, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. I'm done with it. And y'all know what I'm talking about, the 4C hair. I don't remember specific things that were, like negative towards other people in it. What I heard was a woman who is sick and tired of this 4C type of hair. And so she got dragged for it because I think, I think, again, dipping and dabbing into it, um, I think people didn't like that she was putting down something that we're all born with and that could be seen as beautiful. And for black hair, I think it's already like, it gets a bad connotation as it is. So we don't need people to kind of self-hate, I guess, and, and, and put down people that other, ha other people that may have that hair. But what I really heard was, what I heard was a girl who like, when you don't know what to do because you're either not informed or you're just sick of it, or you know, you can dislike parts of you. In fact, I have a phrase in, in, that I use all the time, which is own you before they do. And what I mean that by that is when you own Everything it is about yourself, whether it's your weird laugh, um, the, the, the color of your skin, if you're super dark, if you're super pale, when you own that, you don't give somebody else a right to call that out for you. You don't give somebody else, because that was really what bullying was back in school days. Like when somebody was Absolutely. like, damn, um, for Jeannie, like, damn, Jeannie, you're hella dark for an Asian. Ugh. Like, you know, or when you're not tanned in the summer, like, oh my God, your legs are so white. Like, 
it, it gets taken as a bad thing and you give people that power when you don't own it first. And so however you own it, it you know, you could be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm so pale right now because I haven't tanned. You own it yourself and then you decide what you want to do with it. You can have a nice little like snow white summer or you can decide to go tanner. But, but my example is just to paint that you don't give somebody else the right to say, you not say snow that. white summer. That was right, great. right. But you, know, you don't give somebody else the right to call me out. Like I know what I got. And I know what I'm dealing with yeah. and it's a process. So step off. Don't talk about me. Like, I don't know what's happening. So, so for me, I, I felt like, Oh good. She, she owns it. She doesn't like her. And then maybe from there an influx of people that are like, Oh girl, I have the same hair and this, this worked for me. Um, I remember my, my co-host, um, Adrian, she did a, a, an Instagram post about curly hair and she just showed one product from Miley that really worked for her. You should check out her account. It's beautiful. Um, Adrian Houghton by Lon. And, and she, she showed it and there was just like, it was relatability. It was like, oh my God, people who were like, have been suffering from crunchy hair and don't know what to do. So it wasn't a bad what thing. What was her caption though? What did she say about her own hair? Um, Doja Cats or Adrian? No, Adrian. Adrian the was, one, like, said that she got a lot of love in her comments. Ah, so got it. Was, okay. So how yeah. was it presented? Got what exactly. It was, it was something along the lines of, for all my curly hair friends out there, if you want to see me do a tutorial, let me know because I found something that worked. It was something like that. So it was the framing too. So I, again, I did not see what Doja Cat said. I'm only okay. vaguely familiar. And I paraphrased. Right, right. And um, I'm black, so I don't know the direction and how it came off, but that's what I saw from like a little Asian girl sitting over here. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So black hair is, it is beautiful and it's gorgeous. And the cohort that I came from re helped to change the face of black women. So now natural hair is seen as normal and beautiful because powerful, powerful, re-accepted it, re-loved it first. And now the world does. Black hair and I'm speaking for myself and for my daughter who has twice as much hair as me and it's like down to her butt, it can be time consuming. It can be um, sometimes difficult to manage. That's my personal experience with it. That's why I have InfoLocks right now because I'm jumping on Zoom like with you and then I have another call in like an hour. It's all day and sometimes my curly hair doesn't translate well on camera. And it like, sometimes it looks a little sparse. I have very naturally fine hair. It looks good in the mirror or in my phone. But when I look on camera, I'm like, oh, you can see through that part, you know, and I want it to look thick and luxurious. Yeah. And that's a thing. In the black world, just as we used to believe that our highly textured hair was not attractive, there's still that, that tinge of my curls are too tight. And so there's a particular type of curl or pattern or wave pattern or texture that we're trying to achieve. And um, there's still some sensitivity there. So I have three textures in my head. They range from 3C to 4B. My mom has 4A, 4B. My daughter has 4A, 4B, 4C. Wow. And right. So we're all dealing with all of these textures, wow. which has its own challenges. Um, downing your hair. Yes, you can say like, it's, it's a lot. I don't know what to do. This humidity in Florida is very challenging for me. Right. I honestly don't know what to do with my hair in the summertime. Yeah. But I would be careful with my words because of our children, because of our daughters, and even my daughter. I don't and because of the stigma that already exists. Yes, the stigma that already exists. I don't ever feel like doing my kids' hair ever. Like it's a, a job and it eats up yeah. my whole Saturday. But I never tell her that. I never give that uh -huh. off in my energy. I'm like, look at your hair. It's so gorgeous. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Let's look at other pictures of other women who have hair that looks like yours and let's yeah. see the styles that they're utilizing. So it's about building it up. And then we can have a 
forum, a safe space and a forum to talk about the challenges and, you know, how to, um, you know, sell and love, but to just come out and bash a texture. Um, and again, I didn't see it. So I'm not, I can't say that that's what she did, but you have to put some positivity in there too because of the history of where we're coming from. This is still in the last 10 years, this new self-love of this hair that we have, we have to tread lightly and be respectful of everyone's journey. Mm. That's beautiful what you just painted because what I hear you did is you actually cautioned people the energy you could give the idea of hair. And I come from a world where I want people to be blunt as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just the way I grew up. It's not You're like, don't beat around the bush. Don't beat around the bush. It's just the way it, it, I am. Like, my mom will tell me if I look fat, straight up. And my mom will tell me if, she'll also tell me when I look bomb. And then she'll also tell me when, ah, like if she sees me, you know, do a presentation or something, she'll be like, oh, you know, I see sometimes you do better. Today you look too tired. And to be real, real with you, I love that style more because it's taught me to have a thicker skin and a realistic perspective on myself. And I think the number one tool we have to have in life is self-awareness. Like you can't, can't go and walk in a room, think that you bout it and you, 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 you cool and, and, and everybody loves you when you really just came off pump. I hear that. But you, know you get this okay? though, like the way I grew up with a very supportive and loving mother and grandmother, they hated their hair. So I would come in with my natural hair for the first time right before I launched Curly Nikki. And they're like, where the hell are, what, after all of this time and all these sacrifices to get you into the best schools and to do all of this, that's how you're going to wear your hair to college and to these graduate school, wow. you know, um, interviews. And that hurt to hear, but it wasn't coming from a place of hate. Um, they were really genuinely trying to love me and to support me and to give me my best chance at life. But I had to be strong enough, I guess, to have that thick skin. Yeah. I yeah. don't know where I got it from. Right. I had some support on the, on the internet, I guess, yeah. um, you know, forums, but it's, it took a lot to stand up to the people that were closest to me. Yes. And that's the part, I think that's the part we have to make a departure from what we're advising people. Because although for me, it works to be like dead ass honest and so straight laced, right. like I don't want any sugar coat, you know, I want yes. the bad news first. I want it. But it came from 40 years of developing a type of skin where I knew how to take it and turn it into something constructive criticism. So it, it built my personality that way. Now, I also notice when I talk to other people, I can offend people if I come off in such a harsh way that they're not built for it. So it sounds like I'm downgrading them. Um, and, and so I think this that's is good for you to be aware of that. That's right. really good. Right. So this is, this is where I look at what Doja Cat did. And I'm just using her as a point of reference. Obviously, I have no personal opinion on, on, on that thing. I just know, I, I just take things and look at it like how I can work for myself. But Absolutely. I appreciate a woman who's going to be real. Like, when I work out with friends and they tell me like, yo, I can't stand these thighs. I'm so sick of these thighs. I got, I hear it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you really want to work on these? Let's kick some ass. Let's go into some heavy squats. Let's go into some great cardio. Let's change the diet. Like I'll, I know what it is because it's straight up, you know, but here's what, here's where I'm going to give an example where I think what you're saying, there's a power in words and not only is there a power in the choice of words, but our skin just like you put on lotion and it absorbs, it absorbs words. 
And when you absorb words, thoughts turn into actions, period. We see it with racism. I'm going to go, I mean, that's serious, but like you see, Absolutely. discriminatory or stereotypical thought towards somebody, it can turn into an action that you weren't aware of, but can be offensive or even hateful or hurtful towards people. So think about that towards yourself though. Even when you say something like, oh, I hate this, I hate that. You don't know what mood fluctuations you may, you may be a strong genie one day where you're like, oh, take that and go fix it and go do some squats now. But then there may be other days where things are hitting you, whether it's job or love or relationship or just a down day, where then you also have already absorbed the hate towards something about yourself and then you plunge yourself deeper. And we don't want you to get into more of an anxious, depressive state. So think about this if I give this example. Think about when you say, I have to do my hair. Ugh, I have to do my hair. I, I, it's like I'm sick. Like already, you feel bad like, energy. Like, yeah. You feel like you're already carrying like a whole weight of, 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 of pounds behind you that you're like, oh, I have to do it. And then versus, I get to do my hair. Exactly. I get to do my hair. Like just, yeah. I, I think I about hair to do. I have edges to lay. That yes. is a blessing. <laughs> I think about that, that even in like dinner. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to make dinner. But then I'm like, yo, I get to make dinner. Like, I get to pick whatever I want, put it together, put some music on, a podcast on, and live my life in that moment that's just for me, and then nurture myself as I'm feeding myself with what I made. There's a whole difference in just that one word. So there I think what you're saying, am I right? So much power in what you just said, because um, that's how I live my life. So it, yes, it's the thought of, I get to do this, but then also recognizing that there is a joy and a love, a natural good feeling that you bring to every activity. So one thing I do not like doing is dishes, even if it's just loading the dishwasher. Right. But as soon as I recognize that love inside, even if it's difficult for me to say I get to do the dishes, because sometimes I'm like, oh, uh, still. But once I tap into that love that you find in meditation that we talked about before, once I tap into that, all of a sudden I'm in love while putting the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm in love while brushing my three-year-old's teeth, which is a chore, you know, like you can tap into that joy and bring it to activity. So then you stop looking for your work or those activities or other people to fulfill yeah. you because the fulfillment is here and yeah. you bring that to everything, your whole life, every moment and to your hair, Yeah, doing your hair. And Doja Cat, if you're listening, if you're watching, reach out to me. I can no. try to share some information with you um, how I'm doing with my hair in this humidity. Yeah. And I have very shrinky hair. I don't know what you said. Um, so it's not really fair for me to make comments. But I can tell you that I've got some information and I have a community of people that can also share some information that'll be helpful to you and anybody else you know that needs some assistance in that area. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to your podcast because, again, you've taken just the, the, the seed of frustrations with hair and you've turned it into a world of topics and conversations about self-love and yes. perspective. And I love that one of your guests that's coming on to your show is a girl, is a friend of mine. And I, I absolutely am excited about what you guys have to talk about. Tracy Ellis Ross, not only is she queen of hair with her own product line, but yes. yo, she's just like, she's one of those real straightforward women that, that yeah. we love to hear from. Tell she me like, she was the catalyst for most like of the natural hair movement that is happening right now. Like girlfriends yeah. was monumental in us saying, Hey, that's dope. Like that's pretty. Can I do that? Can I do that with my hair? Um, but a lot of people don't know. She was also very instrumental in my own spiritual journey. Oh, wow. um, and I'm going to share more about that, but she guided me down a deeper rabbit hole in 2013. And so it's, nice people, it's, yeah, it's, um, we did a huge party in times square at rush hour. We came together and did like a natural hair party. 
um, probably 1,500 women there, and it was powerful, and we kept in touch, and there was a moment um, in 2013 where I felt broken, and just like my gut told me to call Tracy. And I didn't even know her that well, but something just told me to reach out to her. So I reached out and she took my call, which was really, really humbling. And I shared, I cried and she shared and pointed me in a direction. She was like, you're so attached to outcomes. You're not doing what you do day to day for outcomes. You're doing it for love and you're doing it in service. And sometimes outcomes turn out the way you want them to. Sometimes they don't you need to detach. And so, whereas before I had been leaning on principles of like law of attraction and like, you know, super positive thinking, visualization and mantras and vision boards, all of a sudden I'm Googling law of detachment. And that took me to Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and Ramana Maharshi and Nisargadatta Maharaj and non-duality in that from 2013 until now. That's why I didn't know what was going on with Doja Cat because I don't do anything but that. I be love. Like I ah. meditate and I, that is my life. That's all I do. That's all I am. And it's bled over into my career. Um, so even though I consult still in the real world and talk about beauty, this inner beauty, it's really transcendent beauty. It transcends inner and outer beauty comes across in everything I do. And I write about it without a filter now, which I'm very proud of myself. And now I'll be sharing about it with this new podcast called New Growth, um, which is a nod to my natural hair roots, um, but, but also just a very good description of this journey that started for me really when I was seven. I started asking those big questions when I was a kid. Um, and it really culminated in about 2017, 2018. And I found love inside and I, there's nothing but love left. God, that's amazing. I... I'm absorbing everything you say and I'm thinking about, because I always want to think for my fam out there, how can this work for you? How can, how can the advice we give help you in your own life when you take it and turn it into your own story? But what I heard you say that really triggered me is how you're healing in that one area with reaching out to somebody and then also something like hair the understanding of it symbolically turned into your understanding of how you need to grow and how you need to be tamed and how you need to find the right products or friends to be able yes. to give you the outcome or the look you want and to be okay when it doesn't come out you want, which is what we call the bad hair day. But in, life, frequently. <laughs> but in life, why can't we treat it just like the bad hair day where it's like, oh shit, put a hat on yeah. it, get over it. But exactly. Acceptance. That's what you're saying. Radical right. acceptance. Right. Right. So what I, what I think is so fruitful and I, and I, and I agree this about you is, um, when you're in sync with what you're meant to do and what you're meant to pursue and be, everything else starts to harmonize and it starts to, to come to fruition. So guys, what I mean about this in my fam is like, there's 7 billion people out there, 7 billion, right? There's many people that sound like they come from the culture of you. They, you know, people like to put people in groups and, and sadly there are stereotypes that people like to block you in. So when they look at you, Nikki, they think, oh, a black girl. And they look at me like, oh, an Asian girl. So immediately you think certain things about us. But no, guys, in reality, out of 7 billion people, nobody laughs like you. Nobody walks like you. I'm talking physically or spiritually. Nobody cries about the things that you have. Nobody can tell your story. Even if you were born with a sister in the house, 
and you guys are even twins maybe, you have two completely different perspectives of what happened in your household and you have different likes and, 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 and um, ways that your personality has been built. So when you come to terms with understanding who you are and you start to really follow your passion, I love what Tracy Ellis said to you about life is about love and service. When you turn around and turn what, who you are as a service to people, to reaching out for people, to reaching out for yourself, to love yourself the way you would need to be loved, suddenly your message becomes clear and work aligns with it. Projects come out of it. Even the path of you know, following your education or the relationships you pick out, it comes from it because you're coming from a source of really who you are rather than what people tell you to do or what you think society tells you to do. I know I've made that wrong decision when even like getting married, when somebody proposes to you, I think, say yes. You, you just say yes, but I didn't really listen to myself that I wasn't ready and I was too young and, and I wasn't really aware of even what I needed yet. And even in career choices, I've seen career choices where something sounded good and it sounded like a step in the ladder and I did it, but I came out of it feeling empty and kind of like, well, that really didn't help the brand of Jeannie Mai. Who is Jeannie Mai? Jeannie Mai is light. Jeannie brings entertainment and education and healing to people. Like it needs to have something in that. Otherwise, what am I doing sitting here holding this lotion bottle? trying to just be pretty you know I what I mean I, I, yeah no I had that same that same moment and if your fam can tap into this quiet inside there's a peace inside that we were taught from a very young age if you were raised especially if you were raised in the Christian church that there's it's be still and know there's a quiet the kingdom is within these are not just beautiful words written on paper it's what the Christ was pointing to and it is a potential in all of us and when you recognize it even as I'm speaking to you if you are truly listening you're not thinking and when you're not thinking there's a love that announces itself in your body and when you are aware of that that's your first purpose that's your true purpose and then your secondary purpose which is your worldly purpose that becomes more apparent and then you throw yourself into that from that inner love and like she said, work, love, everything, everything works. It's all reflecting that love that you found inside back. back. Oh, Just like beautiful. Jeezy's reflecting your love that you found inside that's back to you. That is a beautiful, beautiful story. And when I first saw that headline, which I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline and it made me smile. Um, I'm like, she found that inside and I don't know how you experience it. I'd love to hear how that love manifests in your life. But clearly, it's being reflected back to you with your success, with your love, you know, with this platform. It's yes. beautiful. And, oh. So I, 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 I thank you, Nikki, for, for embracing that. And, I mean, guys, if you guys want us to do a podcast on love and relationships, Nikki and I have some parallel yes. stories. That are actually pretty cool. So if you guys want us to bust out on that, please do hit us up on the gram at Curly Nikki, at Jeannie Mai, at the Jeannie Mai when, when I post this and let us know in the comments that you guys want us to delve deeper in relationship. But I will say when it comes to all the parts of your life, it should flow. It should flow. I remember when I, my work was fruitful and banging, but my relationship wasn't so much. So if you poured water into the maze of my life, it would literally kind of flow through my work. But then when it hit my home, shit would just go out to the sewer. It wasn't flowing. Yep. The same genie I was in my work wasn't the genie at home. The same tips and advice I gave wasn't the same things I was practicing at home. And that's when I think you can have that. That's the first red flag 
that you need to be aware of, self-aware. Like if you're carrying on at work and, and you're so like delightful work and everybody loves you, you're getting accolades or you're getting raises, but you come home and your family's like, yeah, we haven't seen you in a hot minute. You don't even, you're not even present when you're talking to us. If you're with your kids and they're like, mom, dad, get off your phone. There's something disconnected there. At the same time, the reverse match is the same. If you're at work and you're miserable and you're like, God, I hate this job. I feel like my brain is like just not even used. I, I, I'm embarrassed with what I do. And then you come home and you love life with your friends. When you're out with your girls, you feel powerful. You feel on top of the world. Um, when you're at home, you feel comfortable with, with, with the confidence that you have, but you're not that at work. That's not flowing. So when you find that self-awareness, and Nikki, this is where everybody's going to tune into your podcast because we're going to learn more how to align that. But when you feel whole with who you are and accepting of your flaws and you own your story, slowly you'll see the parts of your life change, whether it's relationships you need to get rid of, scary stuff, man, work you need to give up, girl. Again, if you want that podcast, just love. We will do that podcast. It, that love can be seemingly destructive. Yes. It will knock down all the mountains, all the buildings that weren't erected in love will tumble. And you have to hold on to that love as you go through that and yeah. to the other side. But the good news is you always have an opportunity. With every day that you wake up and you open those bright little eyes of yours and you pop on your lashes if you're Jeannie Mai, every day that you have that is an opportunity to rebuild and, and, and fix that. I've said this before, but I just feel like it's, it's so um, necessary for now. When a flower doesn't bloom, do you blame the flower or do you blame the environment? So if you're not blooming, sis, you've got to check your environment around you, your relationships, your jobs, your health, the food you're eating, the house you live in, your clothes. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes you feel shitty about the way you look, but you haven't gone shopping or to treat yourself for a while. So little things like that. Oh, I love it, Nikki. I could talk to you for days. I know you're amazing. (laughs) So tell me how we find, how do we follow you? How do we, how do we become obsessed with you? Like we already have, how do we actually support you in your work? Yes, thank you. So I'm always daily on IG at Curly Nikki, and it's C-U-R-L-Y-N-I-K-K-I. And there I'll be announcing the launch date of the podcast. Will be It'll be at the top of June, um, but you'll be able to find out all the information if you follow me on Instagram. Of course, there's still hair care information at CurlyNikki.com, but all of this stuff, this life transcendent stuff, that's all on Instagram. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. And new growth. We're going to tune into new growth. Yeah, it's going to be on um, the Ram Das Network, beherenownetwork.com backslash Nikki Walton. Okay, perfect. I love you, Nikki. I'm so thankful. I love you. you. And I love this new friendship that we have too. So I can't wait to like continue all these conversations and build our fans together so that they can have um, an outlet and people to talk to like we do. Absolutely. Thank you. And we will have that relationship talk because I got some stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> Don't let me do I some stuff now. <laughs> I love you, Nikki. So Take care. Of you Thank you so much for time. And everybody else, please do like, rate, and review this podcast. It helps me so much when I read your guys' thoughts. I, I read them on everything, especially iTunes where you guys post your reviews. And you guys are lengthy. I love it. Thank you. Let me know what you like and what you dislike because it helps me to cater more of my amazing guests to you and get you guys to walk out feeling brighter and better every day and every time you listen to my podcast. So great review. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye, Nikki. Take Bye. care. Bye. Thank you.